1: It's time for the Thursday night Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. The Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show is presented by MechDyne. Headquartered in Marshalltown and founded by Iowa State grads, MechDyne is a collection of technology companies that remove obstacles to insight and understanding. Now, here is your host, Jared Stansberry.
2: Yo! It's another episode of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show here on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. I'm Jared Stansberry. Got another fun show for you guys today ahead of Iowa State's matchup with Oklahoma State coming up Saturday afternoon. A 2:30 p.m. kickoff at Jack Trice Stadium. Gonna be televised on Fox national TV audience for a game between a top 10 team and the Cyclones who come into the game as a seven point favorite, or right around seven points, I guess. I think it was six and a half the last time I looked. I don't know how line, the line has moved now, but uh, later on in tonight's show, we'll get our picks of the week. I had to sit in for Chris Williams this week, uh, so I'll be talking with Tim Mullen and Brent Bloom. We'll make our picks and then me and Brent Bloom, we're going to talk some hoops to close things out. But first things first, we're going to talk some football. When it's time to talk some football, that means we got to call Jay Jordan. What's up, my brother?
3: Hey Jared, good to be with you. How's
2: uh, how's everything been going? How's the coaching? How are the kids? How's all that stuff going?
3: The kids are great. Uh, just excited for them. It's it's uh, I, got, I got two good kids. Up, I'll brag for myself. Uh, so I'm I'm proud of them. Coaching's great. I, I love it. Uh, we've, we've had some challenges this season's with uh, numbers and people having to be. Uh, you know, some still COVID related things, uh, but the kids are making progress and I'm, I'm proud of the work that, that I've been able to do. I'm proud of the coaches on the staff and, and it's just a joy to be touching the game uh, more than just uh, through a video screen and commentary like we're about to do, um, to do it personally uh, in person and be able to instruct and share knowledge. It's a great thing. I love it, bud. I'm, I'm, those kids are lucky to have you for
2: sure, uh, knowing what you, your knowledge wealth is in, uh, with the game of football. Um, Iowa State obviously coming off a, a big win this last Saturday on the road in Manhattan, uh, 33 to 20 win over the Wildcats. I guess first things, you know, before we jump into Oklahoma State, w- what were some of your thoughts coming out of that game? Just how, what, how are you feeling about the season after six games so far?
3: Uh, pretty much the way we feel about every season over the last two or three, right? Uh, consternation at the beginning. Uh, you, you have regret and frustration over that. Uh, but then you feel like, well, we call it Brocktober for a reason, uh, 15 and two record in October. Uh, Mm -hmm. the team looks poised to make a strong drive through the big 12 slate and there's, There was no evidence the other night that that wasn't going to be the case.
2: What did you see from Jared Hufford in that game? Like the offensive line as a whole, but with the insertion of him into that group. I know Jeff is a big fan of his.
3: Yeah. So, uh, he has great feet. Um, I've liked him since, since he came on board, uh, because of that. Uh, and we've talked about that extensively, uh, previously about how I evaluate linemen and what I use to help develop them is, is their footwork. And he has, he has better feet than the, than the guy that he replaced. He wasn't outstanding, but certainly was more than solid. Um, and frankly, that's a, that's an improvement. Um, you didn't see the letdown plays that you might've seen, uh, previously um and not that the that the guy that he replaced is was terrible uh i think it's just an upgrade and so now you have uh, a line that i feel like they're pretty set on um moving forward you still have good backups and folks who could uh pop their heads in there and, and be very effective but you have what what i would classify as an effective line they're not overly dominant uh but they control the game and they do what's expected. And there's a great uh, benefit to skill position players when they know what to expect out of their offensive line. And I think Hufford has just added to that pop the offensive line, play up as a, as a really quality unit of five five guys without uh, with the expected results. And I, I think that that's part of the reason. I just made the statement I did. They're poised to make um, an Iowa State-type run through the Big 12.
2: Were you uh, eggplant emoji during the 18-play, 94-yard drive that took 10 minutes and two seconds off the clock like I was? Uh, You were one of the first people I thought of because I knew you'd probably be loving that.
3: Yeah, I went and got a sandwich and came back and got to see the touchdown. But, no, uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's (sighs) – like there's nobody who's ever coached this game or played it that doesn't enjoy um, seeing that type of really dominance. Uh, the, the level of execution it takes to run 18 plays in a row offensively, uh, to remain concentrated uh, or to remain in, in a high level of concentration uh, for that period of time is is just. Outstanding on the players, outstanding on the coaches. So it was it was really a seminal drive for what they want to be and and who they are trying to be on a week to week basis. And the ability to pull that off is you know we don't see it very often. So it's not something that um, that you should you know consider or be able to see every single week. Uh, but they sure as heck are going to try. And the, the ability to do that, that execution, that level of concentration, I don't know if I was quite eggplant on it. I was more like, yes, okay, that's what they're trying to do. And that's what you have to do um, when you don't have an explosive offense. I know they get explosive plays from time to time, but that offense is not designed to be explosive like it has been uh, in the past. And if they can do that, They'll, well, just like always, they'll be in every game and they'll have an opportunity to win.
2: I thought that that game was as comfortable as I've seen Brock play. I mean, from beginning to end. Obviously, he only had the three incompletions, didn't have any interceptions, no sacks. Like, it, if of all the games that we've seen Brock Purdy play, I think he'll be making his 40th career start on Saturday against Oklahoma State. I mean, I don't remember a time where he ever looked as poised as he did on, last Saturday in Manhattan.
3: Yeah, poised is a great word. So, so you've, you've been party to Jeff and I having discussions between each other, other and also um, separately about that next step we'd like to see Brock make. That was it was that game. That game was comfortable. That game was on time. I talked earlier in the season about that's the big step he needs to make is to be able to sit in the pocket, make his reads, and deliver the ball on time. And um, that's what you got for that entire game. And that may have been his best game as a Cyclone uh, from an execution standpoint. And what you want and would expect from a – you know, four-year starter at the position. I hope that's a sign of, of things to come, but but that maturation and the fact that it was there and present where it wasn't earlier in the year um, is a big step for Iowa State.
2: I think you could probably almost say the same thing even about, about Brees. You know, obviously he was banged up early in the season, and we know how good Brees can be, but, I mean, that was as as good, I think, as I've seen him be just consistently from play to play. I don't know, in a long time. I'm sure there was maybe a game last year where he was on that level, but it just, it seemed pretty clear more often than not that Brees, Brees Hall was the best player on the field at any given moment. And, you know, like that was the kind of game where, you sit there and you watch him run and you're like, man, that's a guy who's not only going to give people trouble on Saturdays for the rest of this season, he's going to give people a lot of trouble on Sundays when he gets there uh, here in the not-so-distant future.
3: Yeah, he looked comfortable, didn't he? Yeah. He was uh, – which is what – again, I'll go back to the same point and, and make it make it for, for Brees as well, where you saw Brock be very comfortable, very on time. Brees was very comfortable and very on time with his cuts, his reads uh, with regard to the hole. And I think that a part of that was the reliance and consistency of the offensive line. And when when you know when the game slows down and you know where to look for the holes and they're there, then yeah somebody with Brees' athletic ability uh can take advantage of it um i think that that is that's what you saw in that game and why it felt so comfortable it never felt in that game at one time that it was in jeopardy um or that that there was not plays to be made by the iowa state offense and You saw that with Brees. He was comfortable. He knew where his holes were, uh, knew when he had to make something happen, um, and knew when he could stay on path. And that Brees Hall is a very dangerous – I mean, any running back is dangerous in that scenario. Now put it in uh, with Brees' skill set, and now you've got a top-level running game.
2: Breaking down Iowa State football here on the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM with Cyclone Fanatic football analyst Jay Jordan. All right, let's turn the page here to Oklahoma State. Man, you know, Jeff and I uh, kind of talked about this a little bit on on Monday on Football and Random Things, and then I talked about it with Rob on our podcast on Tuesday. But it's just been really interesting to watch the evolution of Oklahoma State football over the last 10 years, I mean, really since the 2011 game that everybody remembers and aims, to evolve from being that big play offense, spread the field, play fast with all the wide receivers and with Brandon Whedon and all those guys, to now where they're playing the complementary style of football. You want to run the ball with Jalen Warren, you know, you want Spencer Sanders back there to basically be a game manager, not make mistakes and things like that. Uh, and then be really solid on, on defense. I think that's been really interesting to watch and just see how Mike Gundy has kind of adapted, uh, over these last 10 years, really. And I mean, I think you got to tip your cap to him because they've gone from really one end of the spectrum way to the other end.
3: Yeah that's a heck of a coaching job and and also uh um, well a, a large part of coaching is 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 coaching to the talents of your players uh and and having your and being able to adjust uh to put them in the best position to succeed and that that's what you see with this team even i think it's on everybody's mind because it's so pronounced the difference, uh, between this team in 2021 and the teams you saw in 2015, 16, um, and and their ascendancy using big plays on both offense and defense to yes, the complimentary football grinded out, um, type team that they are, are today. And they, they have overcome, um, or put themselves in a position to overcome even being a little bit fishtailing a little bit with regard to turnovers and Spencer Sanders' propensity to provide them uh, to the other team. But uh, we've also seen Iowa State do the same thing. And it's, it's interesting that now you have a matchup um, this weekend, a big matchup, probably the biggest game in the Big 12 this weekend, and it's against two teams who play very similarly.
2: What... What have you seen from that Oklahoma State defense this year? I mean, obviously, they've been a big part of why they've been able to to win games, especially, I mean, they've had to come back in just about every game that they've played at this point.
3: Um Discipline. They're playing with more discipline than what they ordinarily play with. Uh, pressure has been a, an MO for them. That's, that's how they get under the skin of Iowa State, which I, I would expect on Saturday as well. But a lot of times that pressure is, is, um, well, lacks discipline uh, and leaves gaps and leaves the opportunity to get hit big um, where they take gambles and risks. You don't see that as much out of this defense. They are very aggressive still. Um, They play very well up front, um, but they don't have to rely on that pressure or that big play defense as much as they are. Just good, solid, fundamental run fits and good, solid coverage. Uh, Their coverage, they've closed down the middle of the field Um, quite a bit, they would leave gaps and taking some of those risks in the past down the middle of the field that would allow for big plays to be hit on them. Um, Now you see most of the big plays or the real vulnerability in that defense is on the outside, on the edge, their corners can get beat. Um, But those throws have to be good. And those are hard, low percentage throws for an offense to make. So to the extent they're able to shut down the middle of the field, which are higher percentage throws, easier throws for a quarterback to make, as opposed to them having to make a great pass and a great catch and a great route on the outside, Uh, that's what you see them doing. That's exactly what you've seen Iowa State do in their ascendancy over the last five to six years, as you've seen them close down big plays out of the middle, uh, and you've got to beat them either over the top – Uh, and make a low percentage throw or beat them to the outside, which is also a low percentage throw or lower percentage throw for quarterbacks to make. And that forces teams to have to drive. Uh, It'll be very interesting uh, come Saturday with a team that's very comfortable and wants to drive um, versus teams that are are less patient uh, offensively.
2: Where do you see Iowa State potentially having an advantage in this game?
3: On the outside. I think Xavier Hutchinson on the outside is is a key. Uh, Also, uh, they will, they like to hit Kohler mostly uh, in the middle and down the seams or uh, cutting out outside off of the seam. Um, But the outside receivers are, are big and Brock's ability to push the ball to the outside safely. Uh, they will rob routes in the middle or coming off the slant or from the outside in, uh, which is a danger point because uh, Brock's had trouble with that before, but, um, but they are vulnerable on the outside in man coverage, which I'll put them in sometimes. And even in, in zone where you still end up with a man uh, in your zone. So, so your Xavier Hutchinson, you're, uh, maybe even a, Jalen Noel, um, Sean Shaw, if he continues to emerge, um, those big bodies on the outside, their ability to win one on one, and Brock to deliver an on time throw, uh, are where this team can get beat um, and get exposed for bigger plays and keep the ball moving. In addition, when they do come, and when they they, if you're able offensively to break through, create a seam. With them up front, then there's room behind that. And Brees Hall, if he's able to break uh, that initial wave of tacklers, um, we'll have an opportunity to have space. And we know what Brees does with space.
2: All right, flip it over. What? What do you? What concerns you? What's maybe an advantage that Oklahoma State can have?
3: I pause just because if things, if everybody's playing on par. Um, not much. Uh, Jalen Warren's a good back runs really hard and Iowa state can have a little bit of trouble with a back who runs as decisively as he does. He puts his foot in the ground and runs one cut, uh, and runs with power and strength. Um, however, living by the run against Iowa state is a very difficult proposition. Uh, they'll have something for that. So Sanders is most effective rolling out. Uh, his biggest plays where he is his best is when he rolls out and has a run pass option there. Um, I suspect Iowa state will have something for that. Uh, but other teams haven't, but if you just go back and just go through highlight reels, you'll see most of his big passes are not from the pocket, um, where he struggles mightily. And most of his interceptions come is when he is forced to have to throw the ball, um, In that mid range, eight to 15 yards to the outside on a comeback or an out, where that's the open receiver, where that's the read. Uh, That's where Heath Mate throws inaccurate balls, misses to the inside, and gives up interceptions. And I think I was, well, I know because Iowa State has run their coverage that way in the past, uh, most notably against West Virginia in the game where they came in in the blackout uh, a few years ago against will greer where iowa state packed inside gave that as the read and west virginia at that time really didn't have the answer for it because that's not where they ran the routes uh oklahoma state does but that's the read that they want to give him um in the passing game they want to keep him in the pocket and they want to um they want to push him, push the ball outside and deeper uh, for turnover opportunities. Um, if he's hot, which he was against uh, Kansas State in particular, um, if he's hot and Warren gets a little bit of leverage on them, then then they're very problematic for any defense, not just Iowa State, um, and that's where they would come uh, with an advantage. He can run runs well and can make big plays escaping. That's always a concern against Iowa State's defense. Um, but they'll have to hit on all cylinders to uh, consistently move the ball.
2: All right, buddy. I appreciate you taking some time to to join us, and, and we'll catch up with you again down the road here uh, throughout the Iowa State football season, all right?
3: Sounds good. Thanks for checking in.
2: All right, we'll be right back with Picks of the Week here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show, powered by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.
4: Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmey, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see
1: me names for your sports injury needs and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones.
5: Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B. and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mister B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive.
1: My life gets crazy with my twins and a husband who works 80 hours a day, I mean a week, and I decided to start my own business on top of it, which is insanely crazy. But thanks to the Iowa Clinic, it was easy to see my doctor. And when I get there, she listens to me. So I feel like I have a partner. And before I know it, I can get back to my crazy, busy, insanely busy life where I have a busy business, busy husband, busy twins. Oh, no, where's the other one? Oh, I'm holding her. Anyway, with same-day appointments and online scheduling, the Iowa Clinic is care how you want it. Visit iowaclinic.com.
0: Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds, and they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive, and always ask for the price match. They'll help you out there's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive.
1: Hey Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these Pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world and And don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers.
2: The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Eau Claire, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well... Here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones! Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive here in Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. It's time to make the picks of the week here on the show. Uh, Chris Williams. I don't know what Chris Williams is doing. Uh, probably drinking whiskey and listening to Florida Georgia <laughs> Line or something, but, uh, <laughs> I, we do you know have Tim funny, and Brad Bloom here. What's up, Brent? What do you want to know? Do you,
0: you want to know where he is? Where is thought he This is going to be the, the greatest thing ever tonight. He's at the Ron White show in Ames. Like, Ron White, who was, like, popular on Comedy Central, I think, in
2: 2004. Yeah, the Blue it's, Collar it's per- Comedy it's per- Tour. It's, per- it's per- perfect for Chris, though. That's where he is. Uh, when we went to Oklahoma City a couple years ago, for or Tulsa, I mean, for the Big 12 tournament, not Big 12 tournament, NCAA tournament. Uh, Chris had me listen to like a two and a half hour long episode of Joe Rogan that had Ron white on it. And I think I (laughs) slept through about three quarters of it and he just thought it was the funniest thing ever. So that does not surprise me at all.
0: And I'm not surprised by that either. So, you know, Chris is probably enjoying that with Ron white. He's one of five people his age who even knows who that is.
4: That's his. That's his demographic, though, guys. I mean, that's you know, true. You're right. The whole redneck,
0: uh, all that stuff, right down his alley. Tim, do you like Ron White? I should. I should not insult Ron White in front of a friend here. No, no, not at all. I,
4: I think Ron White has some really funny stuff out there. It's just, it, it's kind of like Jeff Foxworthy. How many times can you tap the well? You know, it's the same yeah, exactly. stuff for the last few years. So, there,
0: there's uh, a reason why he's uh, playing a Thursday night in Ames. I think.
4: Uh, of all the redneck comedy guys, I will say Ron White is the one I like to go back to the most because the other guys have really just went too far with the same shit, in my opinion. But.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Tim, what's going on at Nebraska Furniture Mart, man? How's everything been going I appreciate you asking, buddy. First of all, it's, it's nice to talk to you. It's nice to have some
4: talent on the show, uh, along with Bloom and I, for once. Uh, we appreciate you being here. But hey, over at Nebraska Furniture Mart, guys, I got this is the thing I like every year. We're starting to get into the events. Uh, at the store, which is really great for us. It creates an opportunity for the community to come see what we're doing, but really for us to get back to the community uh, coming up next week, not too soon to bring it up, but we're having our, if the broom fits fly it Halloween event. Uh, so next Friday, a week from tomorrow night, uh, bring the kids in from five to eight. We're doing trick or treating scavenger hunts. We're doing pumpkin painting. You, you want to know what killed me during this entire process. You know how the world is short on everything. They're also short on pumpkins. Like we really? have to scour the earth to find pumpkins for this event, yeah, pumpkins, but
0: yeah, but you're you are fine staff there, I'm sure they found some
4: they did uh you know the merchandising staff, my marketing team, they put their heads to the grindstone and got it done. We're also gonna have some inflatable games, some costume characters, It's just a lot of funs going on right now, and then, of course, uh, you know, holiday happenings financing is going on, so we have twenty months financing on anything four ninety nine or more in the store, so bring the kids in let our team take care of them you and your family go shop and look at what you want but it's a real good opportunity we did this for the first time last year and just had a great turnout and the kids walk out of there having a good time in a friendly environment safe environment send them home with a smile on their face and you know pick up a tv or some appliances while they're there.
2: what uh can you remind everybody just where
4: to find you too before we absolutely uh we're out at 156th in hickman out in Clive. Uh, great location we really enjoyed being there just right at the epicenter of clive and waukee and uh
2: you can't miss us we're right on the corner there so come on out and see us and we'll get you taken care of i didn't even tell you uh me and my a couple of my friends moved into a house i came out there bought a deep freeze like six months ago and i wow. asked if you were in you weren't in there so uh but i've been meaning to tell you that and it's been that long since i've talked to you so that's okay i i appreciate it thanks for checking in on
4: me and a uh, deep freeze if you bought it six months ago you would have been a lucky one because those things are about as Hard to find is a brick of gold right now. So I'm glad you guys got taken care of. Yeah, it was.
2: uh, Yeah. Yeah. They are not easy to find. We live on the south side of Des Moines. And we were like, we have to scour the city to find one of these, I think. But uh, luckily you guys came through for us. So that was big time. But all right, let's make some picks. Hopefully I can do better than Chris Williams does every week. Uh, Because I hear you guys busting his chops all the time.
4: Well, I'm not going to bust anybody's chops this week, boys, because I went from the outhouse to the penthouse and went one and four last week. Well, Bloom went the exact opposite and went four and one. That's right. Uh, yep. No, it was very well done, Bloomer. And C dub towed the middle line at three and two. So right now we got Bloom in first with 21 wins, C dub in second with 20, and me at 19. But, you know, this week, uh, you know, games are interesting, more local impact than, than national. Uh, but just tried to put five games together that I thought some spreads would be fun and we'd have some good times with it. So, uh, and again, Jared, you have to do better than Chris does. So I'm not concerned with that. Uh, first game off, gentlemen, we have, uh, Southern California traveling across the airplane states, as they call it, to go see number 12 Notre Dame. Notre Dame is favored by seven points at home. What do you got here, Bloom?
0: Man. This game would have been great in, like, 2005. Um, I think, gosh, I, I still believe in Notre Dame for some reason. I still know what's going on with the quarterback play. I wonder what USC is motivation here at all. I don't feel great about this, but I'll take uh, the better team at home.
2: Yeah, I'd, Jared, what do you got here, buddy? Yeah, I'd, I'd do the same. Uh, I mean, I, I know USC's maybe been playing a little bit better with their uh, interim head coach, but USC's, or Notre Dame's just got so much more talent Obviously, Brian Kelly's been doing a good job with that team. I would, I would take the Irish in that one. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm riding with you guys too. I'd, I'd like to go the other way just to give
4: myself a chance, but I think it'd be pretty silly picking against the Irish against this USC team that's just a mess right now. So, uh, on to more games to have an opportunity. But we have number ten Oregon Ducks traveling down south to meet the Chip Kelly fighting Bruins of UCLA. UCLA, an unranked favorite here, at two and a half point favorite. Um I'll go ahead and start this one. Uh I think Oregon is going to uh, just wipe the floor with UCLA. Uh I, I think UCLA had some good games early but when they got into stiffer competition, the inconsistencies are coming through. I don't know how they're a favorite against number 10 Oregon, so I'm happy to take Oregon when you're getting any points against UCLA.
0: This is interesting. So we've got two games this week, boys, where there's an unranked team favored over a top yep. 10 team. How about it that? Is. And if you look historically at the numbers, this is why I feel good about Iowa State, too. Uh, it's like a 65% chance that that unranked team that's favored wins the game in this, in this situation. So really? I'm going I'm to play the numbers and go with UCLA. I think Oregon is very good, but they've been kind of flirting with disaster themselves lately. And I don't know. I think Chip Kelly wants to, to pick somebody off like they picked off LSU. So I'll, I'll go with the
2: Bruins here. I'm taking the Bruins, too. I think Oregon's defense is soft, man. And and I watched most of their game against Cal last week. Probably should have lost that game, honestly. Um, I I think Chip Kelly's going to come out and try and run the ball and and be the more physical team. I I wouldn't be surprised to see UCLA win this one by maybe even 10 points, honestly.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: All right, on my own there, my own island. Uh Next
4: one here, gentlemen, is back into the Big Ten. We have the number five Ohio State Buckeyes, a 21-point favorite on the road at Indiana.
2: What do you think here, Jared? Man, I'll probably take Ohio State to to cover the 21 here. You know, Indiana just turns the ball over so dang much that uh, you get some serious issues there. Whether Michael Penix plays or not, even their backup turned it over a couple times last week against Michigan State, and um, Ohio State seems like they've got it figured out, so I'll take the Buckeyes. Bloom, what do you got, buddy? Well,
0: Ohio State's kind of on this warpath of just demolition tour. That said... Indiana's got a strong enough defense and an okay run game. I think they can keep the possessions lower and sneak under that 21. So I'll take the I'll take the Hoosiers. Ohio State still wins the game comfortably, but under the 21.
4: Yeah, I'm with you, Bloom. I, I think the thing is, is I think that tussle they had with the Wolverines, you know, what, what they have left to fight for in the rest of the season is really kind of trying to upset these teams that think they're going to walk all over them. I think that yep. maybe gave him enough confidence to stay within the 21, again, not beating Ohio State. But getting three touchdowns at home, uh, you know, I think some energy and excitement give him that to stay within it, so I'll ride with Indiana as well. And then
2: uh, You got your uh, – the Hawkeyes just broke Indiana, dude. Uh, the, yeah. That team is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not been
4: the same since that first game. That is very much true. Uh, the next game is what I like to call the biggest spread I could find of the week game, which, <laughs> which does play into the Big 12, so it's kind of fun. But uh, number three, Oklahoma on the road at the Kansas Jayhawks. They are 38.5 point favorites on the road. Uh, Jared, what do you got here, buddy?
2: Has Kansas covered against anybody yet? I don't think so. Uh, coastal? They did. Barely. But it's right on the line, I think. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. the, Kansas hasn't covered against anybody that is well, at Power 5 level, so uh, I'm taking Are the Sooners. They,
0: yeah, that was – no, they, they did not cover by a half point. Ouch. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, they, so
2: they had not – Yeah, no, no. I'm not taking Kansas to cover until they cover against somebody, so Sooners will win this one by I, – I would not be shocked if Sooners won by a 50. I tried to apply my
4: bloom math to this and go 38 points. So how much do I think Kansas could score? Maybe a late touchdown, a a backdoor seven somehow, some leaky special teams play something. So if that's seven, you know, do I think Oklahoma is going to put up 45 plus on Kansas? Yes, I do. My friends, I'm (laughs) I'm sitting here with uh, Oklahoma as well. Even as big as it is, give me Oklahoma to take care of these 38 and a half points.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I honestly, I think this should be like 46, 47 points. This is not high enough. I I mean, I feel bad for Kansas to an extent here, but they just, Oklahoma has every right as well to run up the score because they're in the middle of this playoff race. And I don't know. I mean, I think this could be like 63 to 10. So Bloom, when do you hear
4: this week? I I mean, some rumbling social media would have you something about, Rattler taking all of his
0: OU stuff off I mean is this have you heard anything about this yeah it's there's been rumbles now for two weeks of he's like some some days he shows up for practice some days he doesn't I don't know what's going on with the guy I mean you're talking about a player who's probably going to be a top three pick in the draft after this year to maybe even transferring somewhere else and that's kind of a huge drop but if you're if you're Oklahoma it's like Play the hot hand, and Williams has been really good for now. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's a matter, a job. It, but I do think it's a matter of time—not against Kansas, mind you—that somebody figures him out. Like, it's going to happen, and I hope that's you know in mid-November when Iowa State rolls to town. Right. I
4: mean, me loving the chaos theory, nothing would please me more than if Kansas could do that. But just, <laughs> again, it's not I'm, hoping, yeah. I'm hoping they could get within thirty-eight-five. <laughs> I don't see any way they win that game. So, exactly. off to really what, what is, I think, one of the most intriguing games of the week. I mean, especially, you know, you look at the UCLA-Oregon game, but that's out west, so who really cares? But with local intentions, uh, Oklahoma State uh, coming to Ames, number ranked number eight, but as a seven-point road dog against an unranked Iowa State. And I just, I'll, I'll start here, guys. And, I mean, to me, this is just it's right on. And when you look at what Iowa state is, this is the opportunity for them to kind of write the ship for the season to save, you know, that opportunity to say, Hey, we were as good as we said we were. And man, what year was it bloom? The Oklahoma state upset. What year was that? 10 years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. I was at a birthday party for myself at the Hessen house and that TV, that was, we were all glued to that baby. I just, I like this game for Iowa state. I think it's an opportunity for them Seven is a great number, too. Uh, anything under that, I may have taken Oklahoma State, but I love Iowa State here to take the seven points and to, to maybe even beat Oklahoma State at home.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I think the interesting thing here is there's going to be a lot of people drinking those Hess and House boots here yeah. in, in the state of Iowa. Yeah, so Iowa State, yeah, I think this sets up a lot like the West Virginia game did three years ago in 2018 when West Virginia came in undefeated top five in the country. And then Iowa state really from the get-go just lit them up on the defensive yeah. end. And I think, I think Spencer Sanders, who's turnover prone has taken care of the ball against Iowa state in the past, but I think it, that place is going to be a zoo at Jack Trice. It's going to be amped up. I think Iowa state is playing really good football right now. I think this sets up to be a complete ambush in Ames. And uh, I think Iowa State not only wins the game, but wins the game potentially by two to three touchdowns. I really, really like Iowa State in the spot. I know Oklahoma State is good. The defense is solid. But I just really like the balance and the health of Iowa State entering this game. The one key for the Cyclones is if they keep Brock pretty clean, Oklahoma State's got a great pass rush as always. Keep him clean. And if they keep him upright, Iowa State wins this game because I do not see Oklahoma State putting up huge numbers. I like Iowa State here, boys. 34-17. 34-17. 34-17.
2: 34-17. Jerry, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm right there with, with Bloom. And I think if if Iowa State plays as well as they did against Kansas State, there's not a team in the league that is going to be able to, to beat them, I think, even Oklahoma. Uh, and obviously there's some time left before they've got to play that game. And, you know, the Caleb Williams factor is interesting. But I think Iowa State wins this game by at least 10. Uh, this is one where the Cyclones can really control it, I think, from beginning to end.
4: Yeah, I think a uh, uh, great point there, Jared, because to me, I, I you know, when we picked the spread last time, I took K-State because I just thought after watching what happened with Oklahoma, they, you know, they were going to be a tough opponent. And Iowa State just outclassed them from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. I think that's the enthusiasm they bring to this Oklahoma State game, and you know it, it, it's just you know beware of the of the lion dog, you know whatever you know euphemism you want to put in there. I just think it's a great opportunity for Iowa State to come out and set it on fire. So,
0: and I think the thing here, guys, is Brock Purdy is at another level right now, and he clearly in the Iowa game. Uh, he said it himself. He's put, he put way too much pressure on himself early in the year. I think he's a different guy uh, in October. It's not just the Rocktober thing, yada, yada. But he's seems really to right. calm down, understands the offense and what's happening. He's got some healthy playmakers back. He's in a really good spot. And so this game comes down to the quarterback play, in my opinion. And I think Purdy is just above Sanders and maybe even significantly so. So I, I really like the – I like its mental place coming into this game. And that starts with the quarterback.
2: Couldn't agree more. Tim, can you give us one more shout out for your event next week?
4: Absolutely, gentlemen. Uh, next Friday night, October 29th, uh, If the Broom Fits, Fly It Halloween event, uh, trick-or-treating, scavenger hunt, pumpkin painting, inflatable games, costume characters. I mean, what more could you want? Uh, not only that, for mom and dad, we have holiday savings, of 24-month financing, everything 4 99 and up. Great opportunity for the kids to come out. Don't worry about the weather. Safe environment uh megan and her team out of my store ready to take care of them and have a great time with them so come on out and see us we'd love to have you in
2: tim thanks for everything you do for us here at Cycle fanatic buddy and we'll uh talk to you again next week all right all right boys good luck take care Thanks uh, th- or thanks to Tim. We'll talk to you guys here in just a couple minutes. Me and Brent are going to talk about the NBA here as we continue on on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show, powered by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive on Des Moines Sports Station 1460KXNO and 106.3 FM. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, Here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones!
1: number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender.
3: It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa pork producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Cycle Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business
2: at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivbusiness.iastate.edu.
5: Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B & Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual patent golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B. Clothing on 86th Street in Clive.
0: Hey Cyclone fans, ever wondered how we could use our Cyclone spirit for the greater good? If we each give a little, together we can multiply the power of our gifts to help Iowa State University students when unexpected needs arise. Your gift can make the difference in helping a student finish out the semester or keep an internship experience within reach. To Make a Gift. And to move what matters for Iowa State students, go to isufoundation.com.
1: Hey guys, it's Williams here from Psycho and Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They've been a part of the Psycho and Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and then we return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today
6: and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmi, and I, for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at mcfarlandsportsmedicine.com. Go Cyclones.
2: Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show powered by Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive, on the morning sports station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Jared Stansbury, Brent Bloom. Uh, just got through our picks of the week here on this week's show. Thanks to Tim Mullen for joining us. As always, we're going to dive into uh, everybody's favorite topic, man. It's uh, it's the NBA season, Brent. And everything got kicked off, well, tipped off on Tuesday night when the Warriors played the Lakers and the Nets played the Bucks. But a uh, big night last night with a handful of good games and some Cyclones that uh, were able to show out as well.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, uh, the NBA popularity in Iowa is exploding, just exploding off the charts. I think we've doubled in size just this year, Jared, based on Twitter. Yeah, so that's I mean, we, great.
2: We had like 40 people respond to those tweets.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, literally doubled in size, which is which is outstanding. But it's so cool. I mean, I watched – I stayed up and watched the first half of the Kings and Blazers just to see Tyrese. And, man, I'm so glad that that guy is on that team. I think they're going to be fun to watch. On They obviously won last night, but – Tyrese, he's special. He really is. And then Monte started for the Nuggets. Solid as always. Um, I'm ready. You know, it's kind of weird last year because the NBA season didn't start till Christmas time. So this feels better. This feels more familiar and glad to have the NBA mixed in with everything else going on.
2: Yeah, last night Tyrese he did. Uh, he actually did struggle a little bit offensively. Had only two he points, did. two boards, four assists. Went one of five from the field. Only took one three, uh, is, which is a little bit uncharacteristic for them for him. But obviously a tough matchup with uh, the the backcourt that uh, the Portland Trailblazers have. Man, shout out to Ames, Iowa native Ames, Iowa's own Harrison Barnes last night. Thirty six points, nine rebounds. He was uh, I think he was six of six from three in the third quarter and had a career high eight three pointers, man. Uh, th- I do think the Kings could actually end up sneaking up and biting some people. I-, I don't know. Like they, I don't know if they'll like make the playoffs, but I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them in the play in tournament.
0: Yeah. I think they're going to be around that nine, 10 season and see what happens. I mean, they, I had forgotten. They, they made a couple good moves I think in the front court where they, they got Tristan Thompson who they were so bad on defense last year. So bad that he at least helps be a rim presence and, a uh, veteran presence there. And you would think, you know, Barnes is now, gosh, he's, you know, and has got to be pushing 30 years old. Healed is what he is. I think Darren Fox, he looked better. So they've got some nice pieces. It's still going to be struggle. The West is really good, but I think the Kings are very watchable. They're high on my league pass rankings.
2: Yeah, they have to be, uh, just a fun team. And then you got Davion Mitchell too, who's going to be kind of coming yeah. into his own. Obviously, uh, his start at Baylor the last couple of years and, and was a thorn in everybody in the Big 12 side. And that group is going to be really fun. You mentioned Monte. The Nuggets are an interesting team too, just with Jamal Murray, you know, still recovering from the knee injury that he suffered late in last season. Uh, as the Nuggets were playing as good a ball as anybody, uh, the Nuggets did win last night against the defending Western Conference champion Phoenix Suns. Monte had, uh, Nine points, two rebounds, three assists. Um, not a very efficient game for Monte either. Only three of eight from the field. But uh, th- that team's going to be fun to watch. I-, I didn't know what to expect from them early in the year uh, just without having Jamal Murray. And then, you know, they're not a very deep team. Uh, probably only going to go like eight or nine deep most nights. And in the NBA, that's not... You know, in college, you can kind of get away with that. In the NBA, it's a lot tougher. But, uh, you know, it's just it's fun to see Monte like not only be a guy that I I mean, I feel like we both think is up there, as, if not the best backup point guard in the league. Like he yep. is right up there in that conversation. Like now he's become like a legitimate starting point guard. And I feel like even when Jamal Murray comes back, uh you know, as long as Monte's playing well, like it wouldn't shock me at all to see Monte just stay in the starting lineup as their point guard. Like I I could see him holding that job for extended period of time. Now he's
0: gotten to that point where things just go better when he's on the floor. We we got used to that at Iowa state and you know, Tyrese is in the similar category even if they don't put up prolific offensive numbers, what you cannot measure is the continuity and the way the offense flows when they're on the floor. And he's just one of those guys where you're just better off with him on the floor, and I, I agree. I mean, they had the best win probably of the night last night. I think the Nuggets are interesting. I mean, Jokic, if he continues to play at the high level that he's played after the last two years, and you get Murray back, and they're better defensively now with Gordon. I mean, I think they've got a shot to be in the upper upper three of the the West Coast there. But yeah, I just I think I mean Monte is just your classic point guard. It's such a cliche, but it's true. He just makes everybody better. And it's interesting. I mean, if you look back now, Jared, if it's relates to Iowa State basketball, you could argue that maybe Monte was the most valuable player of the Fred era. Just because, just think of all the success Iowa State had and what's the common denominator. Monte Morris was on most of those teams. And obviously George, Melvin, DeAndre Kane, absolutely. But Monte just has a way to be a winner and think better things happen when he's on the floor. And then the drop-off, you know, after he left was pretty steep. So, I mean, it's probably a little over simplified there, but I
2: I'm so happy watching that guy have success. I mean, it just, and it goes to show how hard it is to maintain success at that position. And he, and yes. you know, you talk about him being a traditional point guard. There really aren't that many guys who are like that anymore. You know, those point guards now, oh. so many teams rely on them to be not only the primary distributor, but the primary scorer, like he's never going to be that kind of guy. And yet, for him to have carved out his niche in this league, you know, in the way that the game is played today is, is just really, it's impressive. I mean, it shouldn't be surprising to anybody that has followed his career, but, uh, no, it's just been really fun to watch him. You know, grow and develop and become the, the great player that he is, uh, at this point. Uh, the other one that played substantial minutes last night, you mentioned him, George Niang, uh, in his debut as a Philadelphia 76 sixer, played 18 minutes, 11 points, had an assist, went four or five from the field, three or four from three. You know, the Sixers, man, are, I mean, I'm, I'm sure as you can imagine, uh, have been incredibly <laughs> frustrating to me as a Sixers fan, uh, over the last, couple months with the entire Ben Simmons saga ongoing. But George is going to benefit a lot from that, I think, because of all the minutes that are going to be available, especially early on in the year. And we know with George, like when he gets opportunities, he gets open looks, he's going to make them. And he's going to carve out an opportunity to be someone who I think is, you know, not only going to be a bit player, but can be like one of their primary role players as a shooter off of the bench. And they need shooters, especially around Joel Embiid.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's the perfect spot. It was cool. And George was talking about it this offseason. He's like, yeah, Doc Rivers reached out to me. And that's pretty uncommon for somebody at my position that the head coach would actually reach out and say, we need you, George. And can you picture a better fit, at least with the fan base, than the smack that George runs with the Philadelphia fan base? Like, it is perfect. He's already in, you know, with both feet and he's going to taunt the East Coast team just like he taunts the Hawkeyes.
2: All right, last thing before I, I – well, I guess two things. First, how you feel about your Magic?
0: Awful. I feel awful about them, Jared. I mean, their over-under was 22, and they're not even going to get to 15. If They're so bad. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think the young guys will be fine. Suggs, I like Suggs. You know, well, Fogners, whatever. They're just so – they have so far to go, and they've been irrelevant for so long. It's just sad.
2: It just makes me sad. I told Chris the other day I wanted the Sixers to send Ben Simmons to Orlando so that he just <laughs> yeah. would have to suffer through playing for Orlando. <laughs> you get nothing in return. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, just, you could don't send, don't send us thing. back Markel Fultz, even though he's not very good either. Yeah. I don't know. At yeah, this point, I don't
0: know what better thing they're going to get for him. Well, he's he's not healthy. I mean, their two best players are still hurt uh, anyway. I, it's just – that's a lot. It's sad. I mean, those – I don't know if that fan base deserves it because it's a weird fan base down there, honestly, but – they haven't been relevant, Jared, since I worked for them back in 2010. Like 11 mm-hmm. years is a long time.
2: Yeah, I, I feel bad for you, buddy. All right, Thank last you, thing pal. who who uh, who's your who's your pick? Who do you think is going to be the team to to win the title before the you know before we really get running here?
0: I, uh, you know, I think it's about time the Jazz do it. They're oh, kind of okay. they're, they're they're sneaky. Yeah, I think they're sneaky. I think they. I know they lost George, which which isn't great for them. But I just think the stuff they run with their pieces, I think they're finally going to put it together this year. I like the Jazz. In fact,
2: a little surprise pick here in October. I was going to say that is a surprise pick, man. I I actually put a little money on the on the Bucks because they were like plus nine hundred, and I think if they stay yeah. healthy with as good as Giannis is, and I mean Drew Holiday already banged up, he's on my fantasy team. He got hurt in the first freaking game, but uh, you know Chris Middleton, as it, good as he is, I think that team's going to be fun again.
0: Yeah, and, and the nets are so dramatic. But if they ever put it together, look oh, out! I can't imagine that's, why. Uh, that's a big if. Yeah, <laughs> it's they are they're going to be the the talk of them and the Lakers. You might as well just get used to it on the sports talk shows. Right, Stephen sure. A. is already cra is already crafting his arguments.
2: Yeah, for sure. All right, man. We'll talk to you again. We'll talk some NBA here some more later on in the year, and uh, and we'll have to get you back on when we when we do. It, Anytime, brother. All right. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Same time, same place here in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.
1: Hey, Cyclone fans. It's Chris Williams. You've heard our... Friends from the Iowa pork producers, they've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs, they protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators. You know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing. And they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this. So you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers.
0: Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds, and they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive and always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive.
6: This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague Dr. Warmy and I for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones!
1: LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa 50023, Equal Housing Lender. Hey Cyclone fans, ever wondered how we could use our Cyclone spirit for the greater good?
0: If we each give a little, together we can multiply the power of our gifts to help Iowa State University students when unexpected needs arise. Your gift can make the difference in helping a student finish out the semester or keep an internship experience within reach. To make a gift and to move what matters for Iowa State students, go to ISUfoundation.com.
5: Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B & Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B. Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River
2: Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well... Here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company and go Cyclones.